right, so bienvenidos a Radio Menea, y'all. Thank you, New Latin Wave. My name is Vero Valletti Flores. And I'm Miriam Soila Perez. And we are two Latinx friends. With wildly different music tastes. And each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love. And we're so excited to be here at New Latin Wave with the wildly talented <laughs> DJ Ramona. Hola. ¿Cómo está mi gente? Can we do one, one little short thing? Can everybody get up? I always do this because I feel like let's shake the energy. Any energy from outside? Let's shake it off, shake it off. All right, I'm I just do that because, you know, there'd be like some awkward energies uh -huh. flowing around and we're not having that today. <laughs> That's so. real. No, That's no real. awkward energies today. So, Bimbona, we're so happy to have you. We have been for months, like emailing and then like having scheduled and then, you know. Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, that's how it goes. It's that New York hustle. Um, pero we are so excited to have him on here because, um, you know, we do a Latinx music podcast. That's uh, what we do here at Radio Manan. We think that it's just impossible to even have a preliminary discussion about Latinx music and Latinidad without discussing just the foundational uh, piece that Afro-Latinx rhythms bring to the table. Hell yeah. And so um, we're really excited to just really dig into that with, uh, with Embona and, um, and just really get the flow going. We are going to start with, so we asked, what we asked to, of Embona is to bring six different songs. So our format usually is that we bring six different songs based around a theme. So we wanted to uh, have six different songs that um, really express something about Afro-Latinidad Afro and the future and um, how to sort of move forward with, uh, with a beautiful vision for Afro-Latinidad, also taking a look at how it's been foundational in our past. Before we jump into the music, how many people here are familiar with Radio Manea? Hey, yes. Yay, thank you for coming. <laughs> we're so excited to see you in person, and we're so happy to be here. Oh. So yeah, um, Bembona, do you want to introduce for us this first song that we're going to listen to a little yeah, bit of? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, so I picked these six songs with the intention of showcasing to y'all who's Afro-Latinx in this building, in the room. Hey, hey. Because, uh, yes, hey, hey. let's go, cheeky, mama, mama. <laughs> So to, I don't know if you identify as like brown or white Latinx or however you identify, but just as an Afro-Latina, what I, I had asked Radio Menea if we can like take it a step further, right? I mean, if you don't know what Afro-Latino means by now, then something's wrong. You got some um, work to do. So I kind, of, do. I kind of wanted to like just take it a step further and with these six songs kind of not showcase only like the olds, which... This is like the base, like artists, Afro-Latino artists have been doing this for decades, you know? And especially, this is more in a concentration of coming from tropical Caribbean roots, because I'm, I'm Puerto hey. Rican, I'm Panamanian, hey. and it's very hey. Caribbean. Hello. So it's not, it's not gonna be, it's, you're gonna hear salsa, you're gonna hear like reggaeton and stuff, but these six were an intention of just showing Afro-Latinidad in the context of a song through lyricism, but also, Showing like the new artists that are coming about, which I'll expand later of like the whole, it's not even a wave. We've been around, but like mm -hmm. to show that we're here, we're doing right. the work and yeah, the future is looking bright. Hey. Hey. So oh, I'm sorry, introduce the first song. All good, you're, no, you're doing so the right thing. Okay, so the first song. Um, so I came, I stumbled upon this the other day. Oh, Celia Cruz. Hey, woo. Um, I wanted to start with Celia Cruz because that's been mainly like the, the you know, the gatekeeper, the opener for a bunch of like non-black Latinx folk that they quickly identify with Celia. They're like, yeah, okay, we know what that is. We're like, yeah. okay. So like, it's way beyond that, but of course I had to put Celia on the, on the list. She just made 15 years, by the way, her death anniversary wow. this weekend. Wow. So shout outs to Woodlawn Cemetery because mm. right now they're doing a tribute concert to her in the Bronx. Mm. I, I visited her tomb. I, I brought her sunflowers Why? and like had a moment. I felt her energy and her spirit. So I hope 
that's here today, but I came across this beautiful song called Quédate Negra. Um, Oscar de Leon did another rendition mm. on it later on. Um, and just just listen to the words. Be, and, and we'll translate it, of course. <laughs> You know, I I just didn't know there was like older music that always embraced like my identity, like just being black. And like, you know, I don't sit here like crying to be like, this is not like a pity thing. This is not like saying that we're like not strong. Like we've been here, we've been doing it. But like for some reason, like even though I was listening to this earlier, like mm -hmm. I was like, I'm like, nah, like I hope I don't cry in the panel. And like, mm. it just kind of happened because like just hearing like the power in her words, like that that line alone, like, quédate negra, and no haga nada. Don't do nothing. Don't change who you are. Don't do anything, which could resonate to so many other people that are not black, you know? In any identity that you choose, it's like, be you. Um, so quédate negra just resonate with me because those, it's, it's not many lyrics. You don't need that many lyrics to feel the song. And I mean, I don't know if everyone could understand because it's a little old school, the taping. So like, <laughs> I know it's a little blurry, but the basis of it is just like, and negra, you know, we it's a gender language back in, still back in the day, right? So it's particularly for women mm -hmm. that are black. And like, whoever thought that there would be a song that old that already were saying these messages? Right. Um, and it just, it just brought me so much more power. It reminded me like, yo, things are good. Like, you're fucking popping. Mm, yes. Um, <laughs> and like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be dramatic. No. But, like, no, like, I think that's I'm so like, yo, amazing. I'm fucking negra. You know, I'm not morena. I'm not mestizo. Mm -hmm. I'm not these other terminologies to like right. downplay my blackness. Like, I am black, and black is not a bad word. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think one of the things oh, that man. I find so amazing about this particular song is what you were talking about, how old it is, right? There's this idea that there's this new wave of like Afro Latinx people who are making themselves heard. And honestly, we need to be very, keep it all the way 100 and be like, yeah. non-black people just weren't listening, yeah. okay? Like, it has, it's been out, it's been around, like, people have been proud about who they are, and I think that's one thing that I find really powerful about this song, yeah. is that it's not, this isn't some new wave, this is, people have been out here, people have been making music, people have been proud, and some of us just haven't been listening until now. Yeah, yeah. it's so true, and like... Even a bunch of us, you know, these artists have vast collections. Yeah. Celia Cruz, her her resume is insane. Yeah. All of these artists that were overworked, you know. Right. Um, and it was great to just randomly come across this at this moment. 
I'm choosing songs, I'm like, ah, ah. All of a sudden, boom, like she appeared to me. And I was like, you know, I'm not gonna do Celia Cruz because everybody knows her and like, I acknowledge her and that's my queen, but we have to talk about other folks. But right. she was like, um, excuse me. No, you, no, you're not. Are you talking I about me today? Story. I yeah. yeah. Did you grow up with Celia? Did you hear her I as a did, kid? of course. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'm a La Lupe fan. Like, La Lupe yeah. is my... La Lupe is my spirit animal. Um, Vero, thank you for the, the Agua Santo. I was like, oof. Um, she's my spirit animal. But Celia Cruz, of course. Um, yeah. My bio says La Negra que tiene tumba. Like, mm. I mean, I think it was every Afro-Latina's bio on IG. It's like a Celia Cruz lyric. <laughs> but like, I love her. Um, I love everything that she's done yeah. for us and the, the roads that she's paved. She's yeah. a fucking, like... Icon. Mm -hmm. 15 years since she's died. I can't believe that. I know. I know. I know. Did you watch the epic? Oof, yeah, bio? of course. Novela of course. series. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And that, you know, everybody had their opinion yep. on that. Too, of course, but of course. I think, um, oh, and I'm sorry that I don't, like, her name is not coming to me, but the actress that did the, the younger Celia, yeah. she killed it. I mean, yeah. I, think, I thought she killed That's it. incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Oof. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, should we move on to your next song? Yeah, let's do it. Let's Excellent. Do it. Tell us about your next one. So number two. Okay, so my favorite, my Afro-Latino crush, my Fania crush will forever be Ismael Rivera. Mm. Um, I would have dated him if you, I mean, you know, he's like a little old now, but it's okay. <laughs> he, he was, okay. <laughs> but besides that, that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> But definitely, like, an anthem for sure. Like, he was also part of Fania. Um, does anyone know what Fania is? Like, okay, that, that way right. I can provide con And we have an episode all about Fania a few oh, months shit. ago, so you should Oof, check that gotta, out, y'all. I got to re-listen to yeah. that one. Yeah. So, like, you know, he had, like, a big presence, but, like, Puerto Rico wasn't as accepting of him like that because of him being black, and that's, like, alongside, you know, all these La Lupe, all these artists mm -hmm. that came from Cuba or whatever, which was crazy because... Panama was one of the first countries right. that accepted these artists and took uh, them in their arms right. and was like, so it was okay. it was a lot going on yeah. during then. So this song in particular called Las Caras Lindas, which if you if you know that song, it's black. Like mm -hmm. it's about literally translates to those beautiful faces, right? Or like mm -hmm. Linda, I think beautiful, yeah, beautiful. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty beautiful. Yeah. So in this song, he speaks about his people, his black people, and how beautiful we are and everything that we go through and just all our emotions. We're human, right? We cry, we laugh, our, our kisses are fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> he talks about our melasa, you know, and not in an exotic way, not in a way that's like, we're some otherworldly creatures. Like, we're black, this is what we are, and we're just as beautiful as anybody else. So, enjoy. Las caras lindas de mi gente negra. Cuando pasa frente a mí se alegra de su negrura todo el corazón. Las caras lindas de mi raza prieta tienen de llanto, de pena y dolor. Son las verdades que la vida reta, pero que llevan. Mucho amor Somos la melaza Que ríe La melaza Que llora Somos la melaza Que ama Y en cada beso Que conmovedora Por eso vivo Orgulloso de Oh, Brought some Fania up in here. There should be some dancing during Bimbona's set later in the after <laughs> yes, party. Oh, so for sure. yes. save <laughs> los ganas de salsear. Oh my God. So Las Caras Lindas. I mean, 
It says it. Does everybody know Spanish here? If not, it's all good because I can translate too. It's all. Um, but basically, like I said before, it was it was just mainly and acknowledging the pain and the history too, right? It's like, yes, we've gone through that. We're still going through that. But then this is this is who we are. Like even in the the end where she was about to fade out, it was like a laugh, a laughter came out. Like ha ha ha. He's like, we laugh, we cry, we do all these things, right? We're we're people. You know what I mean? So I find it really beautiful. Um, Eva Rivera for always putting on and always representing being black in that time period it, that's difficult that was difficult as fuck so I always give him props for that for always not separating that and always including that in his right. music right yeah that's beautiful did you grow up with salsa oh salsa is my favorite genre yeah. of all time um I, I I think that's why I play the way I play because I just feel like musically, it was like on a whole other level, especially in the 70s, like Salsa Dura, Fania. I mean, I keep saying Fania, it was more labels than that, but like yeah. um, just arrangement and composition as a whole was just like on another planet. And they used all these, all these mixes of classical like terminologies and jazz, you know? And I think that's what kept it exciting and different. Like not how we live today where everything is just four four time and everything is boom boom right. boom 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 right it's there were time changes there were like instrumentation that was crazy strings horns so right yeah like whole bandas yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly Wild, complicated yeah, yeah i was talking to my father about it he's you know i'm cuban american he's mm. like really into music so sometimes we'll talk about it and he's like salsa was a marketing term actually it's yeah. not a genre like it's too yeah. diverse there's too many exactly. different things that are salsa but really it's it was true. a way to market like a whole sort of new um, mix of different yeah, things that people had been listening to. very New Yorker, to. too. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, very New York, for sure. Very New York. So, I don't know if folks, everybody knows DJ Bambona is a DJ, obviously. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about how you got into that world? I know yeah, you're, I, hopefully your yeah. reputation precedes you. But. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm calling myself Bambona now. I'm starting Miss Manager over there. She was like, Bambona, okay? <laughs> I like it. Um, but yeah, that's because like I've always grown up like very... Um, you know, multifaceted. I grew up in like many performing arts schools. That was like my beginning uh, of like the arts. Okay. So I grew up around dance. I grew up around acting, singing, all of those things together. So I never felt like I had to like pick one thing. And like, I think that's what I thought was a problem before then is now my like best, like I feel like my um, strength. Because like even my parents, my dad was very adamant of like, you need to know what you need to do now. Like mm. you're this age and you don't know what the f you're gonna do. Like what wow. is this? Um, <laughs> and he was against me dancing. He was against mm. all that. Like musician. Like what are you gonna do with that? There's no money. Like you need benefits. You need safety. And they're still kind of, you know, not understanding. <laughs> yeah, that's but, like the um, I understand. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah. yes. Yeah. You know, exactly. That's so real. It's like, are you gonna be a They're doctor? Afraid. Are you gonna be yeah. an engineer? Are you gonna be a lawyer? And goes like, I'm like, no, sorry. Um, How do you make your money? Teacher, yeah. something. Let me yeah. stop. Um, so, like, I grew up very, like, you know, um, uh, very not. I guess I'll say sheltered. Very like protective, right? I was a nerd. I was like in school all the time. I was a and I and I say that with pride. Like, yeah. and I use nerd because you know that's not even a good term. But like, I loved school and I was like an A plus <laughs> student and a goody two shoes. I was that annoying girl always raising her hand. But um, so when I left, what what happened was like DJing just fell in my lap because okay. during college it was like. I lived in in, a, in the campus for like two years when I went to school in Jersey, and then that's before I came back to Brooklyn. I went to two schools, um, and I was in the orchestra. I, I played an instrument for eight years, so I was like a, a music kid for real. Like I came from that background, um, and DJing was kind of a hobby. It came to me, and I'm like, mm. this is fun. This is cool. I kind of like taught myself digitally. I didn't really like. I didn't really necessarily look up to DJs or want it to be that. It kind of felt to me because I was in love with music, music yeah. in a different way. And I didn't feel like playing the clarinet like fit exactly who I was. Right. Um, and I was the like I was a party girl in the most innocent of ways when I say party girl, but like um, I lived in a Casa Latina and they always used to be like, Xiomara, put on Put on the songs, you know the songs. And that was, I was that person. They'd be like, you put on the music. <laughs> yes. And that's how I started. I was on a laptop, on yeah. virtual DJ. Nice. Just like trying to blend music. And then when I came back to Brooklyn, 
got into media arts and um, film and TV production, directing, all this other stuff. And then I was supposed to come out of there being a music producer, but yeah. I didn't really have that much patience for uh, that shit. Okay. I love producing, <laughs> but the, the mixing was what gave me a big headache. And I was like, I cannot be an engineer to save my life. Like, yeah. I can translate and say what I want, but it just didn't come out right. So I bought my own things, trying to like rush to the story. I bought my um, controller. My dad supported me and bought me speakers that I have to this day. Thanks, Poppy. Right? <laughs> See, my, they support. They find ways to support. Right? Yeah. He tries. He tries. Um, like, my, my first gig was a Dominican birthday. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's amazing. So, That's yeah. amazing. I DJed for like my classmate that I went to school with in Jersey, Lourdes. Shout out to Casa Latina. Um, so I DJ'd her like mom's 50th or 60th Whoa. birthday. That was my first ever game. So much bachata. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, Merengue, perico, ripiao, all of love the other. Love playing. it. And I love Dominican music. Like, I, I grew up on that too. So that was where I started. It all went from there. Kind of like um, to fast forward a little bit. Um, I went to school, right? I wasn't, I was working two jobs, full-time student. I was working at Barclays Center, unfortunately, for like the first year was open. Wow. Bath and Body Works. Those were like my <laughs> my jobs. So I was like, here, try this out. Yeah. Smell, like <laughs> said. <laughs> yes. And then, so it happened after I got out of school. I met Rio Bamba. Wow. And shout out to Sarah. I tell her all the time. She's like, girl, it's all you. And like, I get it. Like, I, I have the natural like ability and like talent, all these things. But she was the one that like opened the doors for me. We mm. had a meeting in Fort Greene and we she lived in Bedside, I didn't even know. We were next to each other and she was like, let's meet for coffee. Like I tweeted her randomly on a random tweet, changed my life. Wow. Tweeted her back and I was like, I love this mix. Girl, whoa, I didn't know that I could be a DJ and actually say things. Like, mm. I thought DJing was supposed to be playing what people wanted and just play whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And she just changed my whole perception. Like, I already knew it was going to get there, but it was, like, that validation. Mm. And she was like, what's your story? Tell me, like, a little bit about you. She didn't even know if I could DJ well. <laughs> she never heard me spin, but she recommended me to places anyway. Wow. And, like, I just it just went from there. I just started getting gigs and... Thankfully, knock on wherever wood there is here, um, I'm here right now, and I'm really grateful every time, every year that passes by, that I'm still doing this, you know. That's beautiful. That's that was beautiful. long. I'm sorry. No, it's beautiful. Oh, no. Thank you. That's why we're here. We're here to listen to <laughs> your you. Story. Your story. Your story. That's amazing. So we're going to take a brief pause to talk to you about the sponsor for today's episode. Hey, y'all, we want to talk to you really quick about Planned Parenthood's telehealth services. We know that it's a really weird time with the pandemic and with, you know, protests and everything. But the fact is that sexual and reproductive health often can't wait. And right now, Planned Parenthood has their telehealth services all set up. Yeah, so if you check out the link in the show notes, you can go and see what um, telehealth services are available to you in your area and even make an appointment online. But it um, gives you a secure and private way to talk to a Planned Parenthood um, provider about things like birth control, STI testing and treatment, emergency contraception, and other sexual um, health care needs that you might have. So you'd be surprised at how much you can do via telehealth and what kind of support you can get um, without even having to go to a provider and, you know, help to minimize your risks of contracting COVID-19. Yeah, so you can get care, just ease your mind, save yourself a trip, and make an appointment with the Planned Parenthood Telehealth. It should be super easy to reach somebody in your area by phone, by video. And the website, once again, is plannedparenthood.org slash telehealth. Even in times like this, when there's so many things that are on our minds and our priorities, um, this kind of these kind of healthcare questions can still get addressed. So check it out, y'all. All right, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Would you want to tell us about the next song? Yeah, let's do that. Um, so the third song, oof. So we're going to go to Colombia real quick. Hey. Are my, donde esta mi colombiano? Tan aquí. Yeah. Mi Colombian exes. I'm trying, I'm trying. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, I'm working, I'm working on it. Um, so this amazing um, group, Chucky Town, I love them to pieces. Um, I remember, I mean, I've listened to Chucky Town, but I remember the time where I knew that they were doing, like, the work that they made an impact was when they appeared on these award shows, right? Probably the Latin Grammys or something. Mm -hmm. 
I've never once in my 27 years of life, and I say that like if I was watching TV at one years old, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I've never seen in my whole life black people on an awards show, like mm. in a in Latinx yeah. world, right? right. Yeah. In in Real. an awards show. I mean, you probably had reggaetoneros or salseros probably. Um, but that was like the moment that struck me the strongest. Mm. I was like. Well, they're on stage doing their music, not like on some tribute thing. Like they were doing right. their thing. And I picked this song because this is off of their um, newest album that came out this year, um, Sin Miedo. Um, it's called Somos Los Lo Prietos. And if you know what Prieto means, it's black is so black. It's like mm. even giving more of that like oomph, like, yes, we're black as fuck. Mm. And I love this song because... They talk a little bit about, you know, obviously they're Afro-Colombiano and they come from the coast, right? And obviously the mm -hmm. coast is black as hell. Mm -hmm. I keep saying black as hell, black as fuck, yeah. but just to emphasize. Um, so in this song, they're saying, yes, they're, they're, they're black and all of this, but they're also acknowledging, like, their patriotism to the country, right? So they're like, regardless of the history, regardless of probably the shit that they've been through in Colombia, mm -hmm. um, as a people, you know, larger than them, they're still there. Colombiano, yeah. right? They're like, mm -hmm. we still love this patria, right. you know? Um, and I don't know how I feel about nationalism and loving your country, but I, I admire that because it's... <laughs> <laughs> Just Shout slip, out to that. Slip that in there. <laughs> yeah, United States is a whole other Borders other are imaginary lines, yeah. <laughs> I don't say I'm American, but... <laughs> right. But I love that Real. they're like, you know, like, screw it all, like, we're still Colombiano. Somos los prietos, estamos aqui, y yeah. Donde por todo hay que luchar Mi estilo es diferente al del montón Que suene la marimba mientras bailamos los dos El ritmo es negro y eso ya se comprobó Pero todo lo negro no es malo como dice la televisión Siempre en los espacios positivos Abriendo camino contra la corriente Desde muy pequeño de manera contundente Y sí, sí, nos soltamos ya de la cadena Sangre de reyes lo que corre por mi vena Oh my God, so why don't you tell us a little bit more about Chokip Town? Oh, I love Town. Can we please speak about Goya? It's like, oh my God, Goya is a freaking queen. Stunning. She's a Stunning. queen. Like, for me, that's like my Afro-Latina queen of today. Like, I tell her all the time on Instagram, I'm like, ah! Like, she replied to me, and I'm like, yeah! <laughs> but like she's just like the thing the the biggest thing that I love about her is that like she rocks her hair like every different type of way like I find so many similarities because like I get bored easily as you can see like I got my wig on today um but like she has braids she rocks her natural hair she'll like just do these beautiful styles that be like she doesn't try to conform and they're mainstream artists now yeah, like yeah. they came out of the underground a while ago right, and they're right. like still like repping that yeah and i love the two guys her husband and i think his brother if i'm not mistaken i think so um, yeah. right i think so but they've been killing it for a long time and i'm so happy for them because they're they finally you know getting their shine and, yeah. and doing what they need to do still, you know? Right, they found their groove, they're like out there mm -hmm. and without making compromises, yeah. I feel like they're out, you know, even the first song that I ever heard from them was De Donde Vengo Yo yes. and that song was just so unapologetic. Yes. It's like, this is who I am, this is mm -hmm. where we're from, this is how I'm going to wear my hair and this, yeah. is, this is what it's it about. Chocó. Shout out yeah. to Choco. Y'all yeah. should check out the video for that song, it's really beautiful too. Oh my god, yes. yes. And this the, just, their visuals are stunning, right. just in general. And this is from their newest album, right? Yeah, that came out this year. Yeah, Sin Miedo. Yeah. And they yeah. talk about a lot of things throughout, like, beyond race on that album that I like. Their visuals, too, are beautiful. 
Yeah, yeah, they're they're always talking about human rights and mm -hmm. just all the stuff that's happening in Colombia. So if this is the first time you've ever heard Chokweep Town, y'all got to fix that and <laughs> look into the back Get catalog. Get your life together. Bembona, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, where do you find new music? How do you kind Ooh, of keep track? That's a great question. Yeah. Nobody asked me that. I'm a pirate for sure. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm probably DVDs on the in street. a few. Yeah, like I'm... <laughs> I'll probably end up in jail in a few years. Oh, it's all good. No. Oh, no. The, the fine will be too large to get me we'll out. We'll bail you out. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm going to bail you out. We'll do a Go find me. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... Wow, the 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 freaking like the the what was say the procedure, not even the procedure, the um steps of like getting music. Yeah. Is so like important to me just because I mean, especially, like, I call my sound, like, Afro-diasporatical, you know? It's, like, wow. it covers the whole Afro-diaspora, yeah. and I'm trying to, like, push it and, and bring it more to the forefront, but also that it's radical music, right? Mm. It's, like, changing people's perceptions, yeah. and, like, it's nostalgia, right? It's future. It's all of these things. So, like, SoundCloud is, like, my best friend. SoundCloud yeah. for real is probably where I get my, like, best things, um, research hours. I'd be up late for like hours and right. hours getting music. Things that I probably already had, like when I had my older um, PC computer, I ripped all my CDs, like CDs that my dad had. I grew up with CDs in the 90s. We have vinyl too, but like I just recently um, bought my dad a, um, a turntable that oh. actually digi digitizes oh, vinyl. Wow. So I'm excited to kind of like be like, can I use your gift that I gave you real quick? <laughs> And he already knew. He was like, oh, that's why you bought it? So you could get the music? Is that why? He sees through you. Yeah, he was like, I'm like, no, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> so, like, I had, like, CDs. Like, my first CD was, like, Britney Spears. Oops, hey. I did it again. Okay. Okay. Oh, Britney. I was an in-sync girl. Oh, like, I wasn't a Backstreet Boys um, girl at all. Um, <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> So, like, I went from, like, you know, pop music to, like, freaking pop rock. I thought I was, like, a rockera. I swear to God, like, I was some type of rockera, which I was not. I was into, like, Paramore and all these, like, mainstream artists. But, um, so, like, now that I'm, like, I've learned so much while DJing, it's, it's given me more force to, like, get even more things. So, like, recently I kind of, like had to do some research for a piece that's coming out about, which I hope is still coming out about, um, Panamanian Urbano artists mm. that are coming up right now. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, yes. I can't find my people. Hold on. Like, broop, broop, broop. YouTube. Ah, yeah. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. YouTube is a really, because you know what? We, we keep thinking in an American state of mind. Like, our accessibility is so much more quicker. But in other countries, YouTube is like a huge right. thing, you know? Yeah. And yeah. people find everything through right. YouTube. Now, right. they don't care about Apple Music, Spotify, and stuff. That's like mm -hmm. people that have that accessibility. Right. But like YouTube, everything that was related started coming up on the side. I'm like, wait, I know this artist. I came across a channel that was amazing. It was like car karaoke, but in Panameño context. And they had these Panamanian, like, artists cool. that would drive with him yeah, and he would yeah, interview yeah. them. That's so amazing. It was, yeah, it was like a mix of these things. So it's, for me, it's like random happenings. Like, I come across right. things or remix stuff or, like, edits. I really go to SoundCloud. My friends, my peers, I'm like, email me or I would, like, do a shout-out. Email me music. Anybody is out there, email me music. Nice. Um, good music. Good music. <laughs> <laughs> Caveat. Um, I give everybody a chance because I feel like... Um, it's 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 the DJ's like responsibility. We're the ones that put like literally put things in people's ear. Right. We have that power of like showcasing, bringing other artists to the forefront mm -hmm. that the radio and other shit isn't just not gonna do. So yeah, then I think I answered. Yeah, the question. you definitely did. Yeah, yeah. You. So uh, I want to talk to you about sort of the role of nightlife and sort of like that amazing radical space that you all hold, but. I want to first go to the next song. Do yeah. you want to introduce our next one? Yeah, so our fourth song. Um, shout outs to Radio Menea for already playing this. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> we love it. Um, we'll play it again. Yeah, but um, my brothers, Los Racas, all the way from California. Hey. <laughs> And I'm happy people know. Y'all Yo, know my choices. I like this. That means we're going the right the right direction. Um, so Los Racas, I, I mean, I've been long... Quick synopsis. 
Before I was a DJ, I used to work with their manager um, doing street teaming and helping them with, like, press wow. packages and shit. So, um, what's that? What's that? Fun fact. Yeah, that's amazing. Fun fact, before I was a DJ, I was, like, a heavy Los Racas fan, crazy girl that was like, you got to listen, you got to do this, or what, what do I need to do? Um, so I've been, I mean, ever since I started, now we know each other on a different level because, you know, I'm not a fan now. I'm, like, a, a peer. And yeah. it's been beautiful. I got to play with them. And this particular song is from, I think, like, two albums or three albums before. It was actually an EP that was, like, for Valentine's mm -hmm. Day. Rock um, Love, I think. Yeah. yeah, Rock I Love. Not the second one, the first one, I believe. Um, and yeah, I don't know. How old was that? I don't remember when it came out. But yeah. um, it's called Africana. Wow. like probably. Yeah. Punto final, Africana. And what I really wanted to, why I really wanted to show this track was because it's black men talking about their love for black women. Mm. And not in a way of like exotifying right. and shit. Like, ooh, her ass and all this other shit, which I'm sure they were thinking about too, but like... Because <laughs> I know the personally, I, I'm sure they was... But their lyrics were like direct and clear. Like, they know where they come from. Mm -hmm. They're like, my grandmother, my mom, mm -hmm. they're negra. We, we're all negra. You're beautiful, and you know, we don't need validation as women, but it's good to hear black men say, like, we need you. I mean, obviously, they need us. <laughs> we need you. You're beautiful. You're a queen. And it goes more than just the love interest, it goes like through the roots. So, enjoy. <laughs> y'all <laughs> low low tech operation we do our own IG tech story, i know i was trying to get a video of y'all dancing but next time you know, next time i'll have to do we can assist still during that dance hall yes yes dance hall dance yes. hall reggae en español yes. i mean that's why I, why i fell in love with them in the beginning i was obsessed i mean yeah. and because they're Me panamanian too. and like living here my whole life i mean in brooklyn we have a big panamanian community Actually, our parade is coming next month, if anybody want to join hey. me. Um, it's October 6th. It's, we celebrate the independence. It's beautiful. It's down on, like, um, fuck. Okay, well, whatever. We'll talk later. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm like, it's down, and I'm trying to, like, describe, but it doesn't matter anyway. But it's, it's, um, it's a beautiful moment where we do every year in Brooklyn, and it's, like, Independence Weekend, which is, like, it's semi, I mean, our independence was lo, was um, later in the month, but right. this is like just the separation between Colombia and Panama, which uh. isn't in a celebratory way. Like, fuck Colombia. It's not that at all. No. Um, it's just like being, it's developing into its own country. Right. Like, Panama and Colombia, we're like, you know, like this. Yeah. Mm. We were Colombia, like the whole, that whole section. Yeah. So, Colombia was huge. Um, so, anyway, reeling it back in, um, Los Racas, like, what had, what I fell in love with them at first was because they were taking all these roots that like comes from like stems from reggae and español i mean racadun is an immigrant um rich came when he was little like 
single digits to California and they had to like adapt, you know, living in a primarily like Mexican area, right. which is right. part of their influences too. Um, and I loved that I was hearing these things that like I never heard before. And I'm like, yo, like there's Panamanian artists doing it and killing it. And I need to support 100%. Like, what the fuck? And reggae in Espanol came from Panama. And that was part of the basis of reggaeton. Sorry, sure. y'all. Yes. Don't fight me. No, right. it's true. No, it's, it's true. true. It's I don't true. care. I don't so care. <laughs> yep. So, like, basically, like, they're, they kind of, like, opened the doors for me with more Panamanian artists. Because, obviously, I'm sure everybody here grew up with El General. Like, mm-hmm. everybody knows who El General <laughs> is. <laughs> Icon, thank you, Maestro, for all your work. Um, I think he's like a pastor now, yeah. like everybody yeah, else. Yeah. Why do they all find yeah. God? Are they all find you know? God? He's so bien religioso, yeah, unfortunately. But yeah, like, right. you know, they all sinned a lot. Right. Um, we thank him for that. Right. <laughs> but like, thank you for your sinning, right? right? But like, Le damos um, las gracias. yeah, they, they're trying to wash away all that, you know. Um, but now, like, like it kind of gave me that connection, right? So Los Racas kind of like bridged the gap between like me and my Panamanian side. I grew up very Boricua, you know? And my dad, of course, like instilled some things, but I still right. felt like I had a lack of a lot of knowledge and history. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot going on. I mean, maybe you could talk about it later. I know I'm ranting, but a lot going on in Panama right now that I'm really proud about. There even, there's a whole Afrobeat scene happening mm. in Panama. Like they're, they're bridging the gaps between, I mean, and there's no gaps it's like it's normal right i mean right. to use a, a lack of a better term is normal because we know it's not a strange thing we're all like we're black i mean at least the black panameños because we range in like spectrum mm-hmm. too mm. but like it's it just comes easily yeah one of the <laughs> things that i think is so cool that panama really did for latin america and and caribbean music in particular is sort of made these like colonial borders a little less mm. uh, less important, right? Like mm. there's this like, there's West Indians and that's that yeah. because they're colonized by the British yes. and then there's uh, there's Caribbean Latinos as we were colonized by Spain but because, but because there was this huge Jamaican uh, population yeah. that came to Panama mm-hmm. it sort of made those borders a little bit more yeah yeah and it, like and blurry it, and yeah, we're, it's we're beautiful. all so, yeah it's so it's amazing and like you said we would not have reggaeton without panama um so much love for panama i heard Pan- panamanian reggae in espanol and you know like el chombo and stuff way oh, before yes. i heard like the early puerto don't, ricans you know don't. because it was a venezolana and that's what i oh, had nice. access to okay uh but so i i just have so much love oh, that's for dope. panamanians for that yes what yeah all right, let's move on to our next pick. Yes, you ready? You ready? So the next one I picked um, is Loisa by Tego Calderón. El Avallarde. El Avallarde, nene de... El feo, el nene. El feo de la nena linda, as he calls it himself. He called himself feo, not yeah. me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I love Tego. I love Tego. I love Tego. I feel like he's a legend, but he still has, like, He's still, like, not giving as much props as he should. Um, Sending bendiciones to him. He's been going through a lot recently with divorce and, like, all of these other things. Um, But he's been doing the work for the longest for black people in PR, in and out of PR. And everybody identified with with Tego. Everybody loved Tego despite any of that. And I just love that he just took no shit. And, like, his voice was the first thing that, like, I gravitated to. I was just like, woo. This is different. This is real. Like, you could tell history just through his, like, vocals. So this pick, Loisa, is just talking about Loisa in Puerto Rico, where, like, a bunch of, a lot of the black population is from. No todos somos iguales en términos legales Y eso está probado en los tribunales En lo claro, la justicia se tiene con caca Oye, por eso estamos como estamos Que se joda el pa' abogado Te probé uno el estado, pero hermano Te llevo quien te trajo, te matan y no desenfundan Las aulas se te inunda Asistencia legal es defensa de segunda Papá ve justicia sin igualdad Maldita maldad que destruye la humanidad Que potestado a quitarme la libertad Si yo 
vanidad, falsa ya en cantidad. Hay muchos de estos sin felicidad. Yo no tengo nada, solo esta letra encabrona y la capacidad de no creer en tu verdad. ¿Quién más? Se le ocurriría saturar la mente a niños inocentes con educación inconsistente, manipulada viciosamente. Conveniencia del prominente de los pudientes en el pasado. Se curaron, abusaron y yo me niego a no darme por enterado. Se dice que las cosas han cambiado. No te duermas, los anormales andan con so tell us more about this one, about Tego. Um, Tego in general is like somebody that is one of my all-time favorites, period. Um, despite color and all that, like that's one of my all-time favorites, reggaetoneros. Um, and just in his lyrics, his sharpness of the tongue, like the way he delivers is like what gets me as well. Um, in this song, he's talking about like you know, the struggles and the things that, that are happening through like classism, right? And through these government structures that are, that are not allowing space for black people in Puerto Rico to thrive and just like be them. So that's what I love about Loisa, because the title alone, he's not hiding the fact. He's like, this is where we are. Because to this day, there's still a lot of like erasure happening in PR, you know? Um, so this is why I picked that song in particular. Um, Tego would be like, he would be my ideal, no, he's my wish list on like number one guest that I would have wow. at my party. Uh, yes. Just to put it out there in the universe, Dego, yeah. please, please come to me. birthday. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so one thing that I, so we're running a little bit short on time because mm -hmm. we got started a little bit late, but um, we have one last song. We're going to go into it. I want you to tell us about it. And okay. then we want to leave some time for you all to soak in the brilliance yeah. of Bimbona to ask a few questions okay, so um, tell us about the next song okay so quickly um, this is by Caribe Funk another Colombiano um, duo they used to be a band of four now they're of two Andres and oh fuck why his name escaped me but anyway um, they're, they're some they're a group I've been following for a while um, they, they've appeared at Afro Latino Fest like twice um, they're two dope dudes. I call them brown, but they embrace their like blackness. That's what I like about their music as well. So in this particular song, the reason I picked them too is because you know we have a spectrum, right? It's not the blackest of black, but it's also people that are Afro-descendiente. Um, and in this song, their newest album, by the way, please listen to it. It's amazing. Um, if this song in particular gets me emotional because they start and end with this song in the album. So the first one is No Estes Triste, and it says Negra at the end. The last song is Negra. It's the same song. The first song is up, upbeat, it's joyful, it's an intro, and the last song is mellow and stripped down. Just their vocals and just like nature sounds. Mm. It's, it's slow, so we might not be able to catch all the message, but um, yeah, enjoy. I love ya, Caribe Funk. Una lágrima cayó sobre su cara Su mirada se transformó Una lágrima cayó sobre su cara Su mirada se transformó Hacia la vida, hacia la vida Nunca te olvides sanar heridas Hacia la vida, hacia la vida Nunca te olvides Susurro de una noche lisonjera Cuando yo me acerco siempre y tú te alejas Sonriendo sugieres inocencia Intuyendo conexión con mi conciencia Negra no esté triste, alma siempre nos dice Ilusión está en la fuerza. Nunca poco lo que diste con el alma negra. That was so beautiful. That was so beautiful. I really love the stripped down vocals. Yeah, I, I like them because they've, they, 
they're so in tune. Their vo their voices are crazy. And like the Norte Trite, like Negra Norte Trite in the in the first track, it's against like I won't say Boma Plena, but more of that like happy, joyful. So I like that they kind of like flip it and they make you like remember and just like take in the words even more. So it's just like also about like like they're like don't forget like you got a lot of work to like just heal you know heal yourself too um and this is not only directed to like just negra per se but people in general um and just how life is you know how life goes and just like the power that we have it's like don't be sad you know like we still got so much joy and so much more than that we're more than that sadness yeah that's beautiful. Thank you so, so much for being Thank here you. with us, Bona. So we have time probably for like a couple of questions. Yeah, for sure. We have um, a mic so up here. We have a mic. So if any of you have any questions for our illustrious guests. <laughs> <laughs> please, please ask away. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Anyone? Nobody got a question. No, got a question. I just oh, keep talking. If want. She laid it out mad clear. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a talk show, y'all. Don't be scared. <laughs> no, no questions inappropriate. We're in this room to like have all the answers, you know. Hey there. Um, I know you mentioned that YouTube was a really great resource, um, but if you wanted to like find this music and support these bands like could you find them on iTunes or like is there another place that you um, can yeah, the, buy music the particular them? ones that I talked about here you can definitely find them because they're just they've been more at that level to like dish out their music um, what I naturally do I'm like an Apple Music head so like I, if I find something, I'll just like search to see if it's there or like Spotify, and then I know that it's more accessible to like purchase or get, you know. But some of the more underground artists, they are they're just gonna be like on YouTube or SoundCloud, and that might be their only means for now. So it's like it depends. It depends on the artist. And what if people want to support you and follow <laughs> you? What can they do? Uh, yeah, uh, come to my parties. Come to my events. Yeah. Yeah, um, I throw this this little thing called Vibras NYC every month. Um, um, I call it Vibras because it's just that. It's the vibration of music. It's the vibe. And, and it's not just like it's the vibe, like in that cool way of like everyone, to say, everyone wants to say it's a vibe. It's not about that. It's like just taking it to another... Um, Another level of like spiritualism, healing on the dance floor, and literally and metaphorically, like there, there could be days that I play music that's intentional as hell, and or blend it, or there could be days that people are just gonna like dub and make babies on the dance floor, and it's all good too. Um, and it's all part of healing. It's all part of like just seeing where how we want society to be in the future. So you can follow that um, on Instagram at Vibras NYC. V-I-B-R-A-S, N-Y-C. Um, damn, damn J Balvin for stealing my name for his yeah. album. <laughs> Rude. Damn. Now I got to keep the NYC. Let me stop. Um, so <laughs> you can follow me at DJ Bimbona on Instagram. That's where I mainly like put everything on. Twitter, if you want to see me talk shit from here and there, or repost. Um, Always. I repost a lot of cheeky stuff because she be going in. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes, re re retweet. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, DJ Bambona. Bands in Town to keep, if you really want to keep in track of what I'm doing, Bands in Town is probably the best bet to like, get the dates. And yeah, slide my DMs. Love it. <laughs> nah, I mean, no, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Better than not, not not everybody. Just respectfully, you can respectfully slide my DMs. Hi, my name is Shade. Hi. Hi, I'm right here. Sorry. <laughs> um, so I've been following you for a while, and I think that your work is so important because your sound is so much more different than what I'm used to. Where mm. it's like DJs that are mainly. Um, like prevalent in the in the stations that you know, you know, like yeah. DJ Lobo or DJ mm. Alex Sensation. Oh, yeah. But you're but you speak about spirituality and mm -hmm. like like making space, making like the wellness. Yeah. And I think my question more so gears on how like even like what's it called? Ethnomusicologists? 
¿Cómo se llama? No, está bien así. Ethnomusicology. So I think my question is, how do you feel like you will, um, I guess, record your time as like DJ Bambona and like wow. your persona and how you feel like, um, because a lot of the times like salsa, merengue, bachata, like when you study it, it's like all oral history. You have to like be in everybody's interview and if it's not like recorded, it, it, it doesn't get seen. Yes. And I think that you you need to be seen. Oh, and thank you. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love you. Uh, <laughs> love you too, I'm love sorry, you too. I'm sorry, I'm shouting on the mic. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> oh. so um, yeah, I guess, how do you feel like you're preserving your own history Man, as the now, yeah, not just the parties? That's the evidence real. that needs to be for the babies of the future. Thank you. Oh my God. Shout outs to my manager and best friend again, Stephanie Orentas. Because she always keeps reminding me, like, girl, like this, this, this. And I'm like, fuck, yeah. Because, you know, you're all over the place. Like, my mind could be in so many different directions. For me, I, I, just, I was just talking to my, some of my friends yesterday. And this is not, like, DJ related, but I still feel like it's very important. Um, all right, not to, but this is kind of, it stems from the Mac Miller death. And, like, I would usually not talk about, like, white men like that, but, like, For me, it's like more of a, every time so we lose somebody, artists, because creatives are crazy. And I don't care what people say, we're, we go through a lot. Um, and every time something like that happens or occurs, it reminds me more about living, like living present and like remembering to record. Because <laughs> I'm like, yo, like if I die tomorrow, and I think about death way too much because I'm just like kind of a dark person that way, but... Um, I would I, I started like recording myself on the phone. Like voice notes is my best friend now. I'm like starting to implement that even more. So every idea, like I'm trying to get it out. Speak it speak it on the universe, record it, write. Writing is really good. I'm lack I'm slacking a little bit on that, but a lot of things that's, that I've written have manifested. And the power in that, the pen and universe is like it does wonders to the, so like to answer your question, um Ideas. I have so many things, y'all. I'm so hyped for y'all to, to like see in the future. Cause like I'm not only a DJ, like I got a lot of things in store for everybody and I'm I'm excited. I just need to push myself even more, you know. It's it's hard, you know, you gotta keep getting yourself up and being like, you could do this. So I re I'm recording these things. I'm like, ooh, I wanna do that. This is gonna happen. I know it. So I think that's the way I'm doing it. And just doing these things, like supporting podcasts, supporting Um, panels, any panel, invite me. I, I love talking shit. I keep saying that as like a, a thing, but like, <laughs> I love talking real shit because I always wanted that on the other end. I always wanted to have people I could look up to, not even fuck the look up to, right? Because everybody is the same level. I don't believe in celebrity, and I think that needs to be erased. Celebrity culture needs to be erased. Everybody got to come back to earth and like be like, We could relate on a day-to-day -day basis. I ain't no special human being. You special too, right? Um, so like, oh, where did I go with that? I went on a tangent. <laughs> But damn, you see, I could talk. I could talk basically. So I, I want to express myself vocally even more. Um, I feel like it's necessary. We're behind the booth. Nobody asks us these questions. And like, I don't get to share like, where's my story? What do I think about things? It's important too. Like. We're the people that kind of lead and lead music movements where they go because we're exposing people. We're putting out music in different forms. A lot of us are producers too. A lot of us are multidimensional artists, visual artists, dancers, all of these beautiful things. Um, I think it's important to just like show who you are to people, be real. Like my biggest goal is just to keep being me as raw and like quirky or whatever the fuck to be like, I ain't special. Like. This is me, and like I just hope that I always stay that way. And I know my community will be dragging me a little. If you're not just down, be like, bitch, you need to get grounded again. Like, if anything, I'm gonna be checked, and it's gonna be all good. I hope that answered the question, but. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, can we get a hand for Mambona? <laughs>
Thank you so, so much for coming. We have a little regalito for oh, you. Yes. As a thank you regalitos. for being here. We're so, so happy thank that you, you agreed to do this with us. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. We're Radio Menea. You should check us out. We're on all the podcast platforms. We release a new episode every Friday. You can find us on all the social medias. And we're also upstairs with a little booth with some of our yes. merch, our tiendita. So come check us oh, out and say hi. Thank you so much for Thank listening. You. Gracias. Hey,